The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the first ever edition of the Hall of Fame and Pain on a Saturday right here on the Busted Open Podcast. It's me, Bully Ray. My tag team partner for today is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And we will be talking about two things, the two promos that stuck out to us the most this week, MJF and CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Me and Mark go back and forth about it, what we liked, maybe one or two things we didn't like, and also, don't forget, the weekly winner. All that, so much more, coming up right here on the Hall of Fame and Pain Busted Open podcast. Turn it up! The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. All right. This is nothing new to you guys. It's new to Bully, but you know what? We're going to jump right in with both feet. This is Weekly Winner where... If you're not first, you're last. Monday night, unbelievable show. I mean, you you have the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens backstage. Um, I thought, Bully, that Monday was not the best show that Raw has done this year because you could tell that everybody's kind of in go-home mode, get the – let's hurry up and get the mania. Um, But – I'm really loving the Alpha Academy, man. I, I think that um, they have turned the corner as a tag team. Uh, Gable is as glib and colorful a personality in pro wrestling as there is. Every time he kisses Otis, I hear chiching. Like, he is just money. And them being in the ring with the Street Profits, uh, uh, who you just said that, uh, Montez Ford is the best frog splash in the world right now. I mean, he's he's jumping out of the out of the arena, um, and you know, like this was it was it was, it was a good match. Um, Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, them 
them beating Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, I was not exactly happy with. I, I think that was a throwout match. Uh, match, you you don't even need a finish on that. Like, find a way to creatively not have anybody uh, win or lose. You know, I mean, it was it was just you know I don't know what your opinion are on over tag teams um, doing a meaningless job because it, it didn't have an effect on their footing one way or the other. So why do it in the first place? Uh, listen, uh, me and Dave talked about this, and I've been in this position many, many times as a traditional tag team where we were putting two singles guys uh, at, who were put together as a tag team over or whether we're putting, you know, somebody like you or The Undertaker over in a handicap match. I'm not saying that it's wrong to do that. There's a time and a place for everything. But in the WWE, it seems like the thrown together tag team is always more important than the actual traditional tag team. Right. And, and and that's always something that I'm just like not a fan of. Uh, then you had, you know, Miz with his in-ring bringing out um, Logan Paul after Miz had, you know, kind of hinted that this guy would be dashing, you know, like uh, with the little plays on Cody Rhodes and everybody's sitting on the edge of their seat like, oh, my God, they're going to bring Cody in right here. Oh, it's Logan Paul. Damn. And, and, you know, I, I thought it was cool, though, but, you know, him and them setting up the uh, the tag team match with the Mysterios and Miz and Logan Paul, I think, served its purpose. They got the job across. Uh, Rhea Ripley and, and Nikki Ash, um, I've I seen it. I mean, they, they've done it to death, you know, so I kind of like and, – and having Damian Priest come out and, and job Shelton – uh, was not like something that I was overly happy with. I was entertained as hell by the 24-7 challenge. Uh, anytime you have them running around and Dana Brooke and Reggie, um, I, I, I love. The best thing on the show was Bianca Belair and Piper Niven. I refuse to call her Dewdrop. I am not going to do it. She is Piper Niven. She is an unbelievable talent. That match was Fire. They have never had a bad one. Never had a bad one. Every match that they had means something. Um, Edge's promo. And when I say that this was the week for the promo, uh, Edge's promo was riveting. Looking in his face, looking in his eyes, hearing the flexion in his voice uh, did wonders for me. And uh, I, I was – Really looking forward to who's going to be the person that's going to step up and give Edge a run, even though Edge did himself did some plays on the Cody Rhodes deal, just like he did with AJ Styles and a couple of others. But um, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, man, them defeating RK Bro, um, it just meant – it meant the world to me because for that show, because you got to see four people work that you can tell they actually enjoy working together. They, I mean, it just seems effortless and seamless. And, um, you know, I would give, I don't do a star rating or anything like that. I just say that um, I thought the show was 
was above board. Your thoughts? Um, I, I'm in agreement with a lot of what you said on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a, a, a decent show. I don't think it was as good as the weeks that we had seen before. Um, the Edge promo hit home for me for a different reason, because there was a part of the Edge promo that talked about his history with the with the Dudleys and the Hardys. And he didn't mention the two teams by name. He just said the other two teams that we stole the show at, at, at WrestleMania. And that was the reason that hits home for me is sometimes I think people have a tendency to forget what tag teams are truly capable of. And Edge did what I think all six of us do at times, which is try to remind people that, a lot of fans think that at the greatest WrestleMania of all time, we might have stole the show. So for me personally, that was a wink and a nod. And I did love the rest of his promo. I agree with you with Piper Niven, Piper Niven and Bianca. They are, they, from the first time they touched, they seem to have chemistry and it's only getting better and better. And me and you touted Piper Niven from day one saying, if given an opportunity, this girl can be special. Listen, Piper might not look like every other woman in the WWE, but Don't that's have what to. makes exactly. That's what makes her different. That's what makes her special. Wrestling back in our day was about all shapes and sizes <laughs> and heights and colors and this and that. You don't have to always fit the cookie cutter to be good and to get over. Lord knows I was not cookie cutter. You know, I wish I could have been the strongest man in the world, but I use my strengths uh, to the best of my ability. Um, what else stuck out to me on Raw? I agree with you with the tag team stuff that we talked about. Just overall, good show, not as good as the, the, yeah. the weeks before. Well, and, and then going to NXT, um, NXT is, is not – uh, been in the good graces for Saturdays. Um, I, I'm I'm hearing people saying it's hard to watch, but you know what was not hard to watch, Bully? And I know you know what I'm going to talk about. You know that I'm going to talk about Nikita Lyons and her match uh, with Kayla Inlay. Uh, she's a star. She is a budding rising star. Rising being the <laughs> operative word. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got you. I Unbelievable. Like, that, I don't want to hey, feel you too much. And, but and we can like... move right along. We can move. Okay. <laughs> we can move right past NXT and we get the dynamite bully. Um dynamite was spectacular. We we get to the part of the show, we get the part of the week where um, you have a match, um, the battle Royal, the tag team battle Royal, which I haven't seen a lot of tag team battle Royals in my life. So, um, the implications in seeing there being four different teams at the end with one guy in, uh, I mean, it was so many things that you, that, that ran through my mind as I'm watching this. I, I was, I was entertained though. And, and, and that's the ultimate thing. You want to be entertained with everything that you see on a show. Um, just the MJF and Punk promo. MJF went out there and arguably put on the best work of his career on the mic. And that's, that's hard to say, being that he is one of the elite guys that's ever 
had the ability to go to the ring and grab the mic, look at the hard camera, walk around, and say, this is my work. This is what my role is. This is what my job is. Uh, he did that. He did the damn thing. And CM Punk came out and added something to that that I think that we'll be talking about for a long, long time. Um, Pac and Penta um, and the whole Malachi Black uh, and uh, the House of Black, uh, them bringing out Buddy Matthews. Big get. Buddy Matthews is, is one of my favorite wrestlers that came out of the NXT system. Um, I've seen him have matches with um, the f- artist formerly known as Alistair Black, um, Malachi Black, that are equal to uh, any match that we've seen this year. I mean, they are superior workers together. Now that they're going to be in the same faction, I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, Ricky Starks, um, you know, his match with, with, with 10 was tremendous. The finish was the – it was like I could see Pat Patterson standing aside and going, hey, let's use the mask. And then when he reaches for the takes out of this, then you finish him. I, I, I thought it was excellent. Um, and then you had – uh, Jay Cargill and her defeating the bunny uh, was 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 really really good, but the meat of it was seeing Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia beat the living hell out of each other. Like I figured that match would be Daniel Garcia to to me is a young man, uh, Brian Danielson. I could see him being that type of having that type of impact. Um, and also, to, not to gloss over it, we said that we were going to talk about this uh, in, a, in a bit, is Eddie Kingston and, and Jericho. Um, we, we, we really do need to, to re- go back on that. Like, that, the show was layered. And, you know, I mean, we could talk about impact and we could talk about Rampage. And we could talk about SmackDown. Bully, it's going to be hard to beat that. It's going to be hard to beat that. What your, your thoughts on just the promos to Wednesday? Mark, I'm going to jump right to my decision, honestly, because the way I'm – the way I'm looking at weekly winner, you went into such detail right there. Great detail of this match and this match and this promo. What the great. You know what? I look at weekly winner as word association, almost like gun to my head. Which was your favorite show this week and why I can't like was edges promo. Great on raw. Absolutely. Was Roman and Brock great on smack uh, roman and brock great on smackdown absolutely but punk and mjf and eddie kingston and jericho which we're going to talk about uh when we come back it's kind of hard to top that then you get the physicality of danielson and um and uh what was the kid's name again sorry slipped my mind dan uh, um brian danielson and oh the uh the match that uh that brian had um, with Daniel, Gar- Daniel Garcia, with Garcia. Daniel physicality Garcia. of the match, 
like I said, I'm playing word association here. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think a weekly winner? I got to go with dynamite. You know what? Um, it, it, I'm not going to argue with you because, you know, I, I enjoy watching Impact and I and uh, I enjoy watching SmackDown. I thought that the um, Sammy Guevara and uh, Andrade was the next best wrestling match um, in the week, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we had a, a, a contract signing that I that had implications. We had a another match that had implications with Orange Cassidy and Anthony Bowens. But I loved it. But, uh, man, Wednesday was a monster. The strength a of those monster. two in rings. It's just, just just cut the wrestling. Just cut the wrestling and just go with the promos. Yeah, it, 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 it's both it, of it those blows. promos were very real stories. The things that Jericho said to Kingston and the truths that M the uncomfortable truths that MJF is telling Punk about, hey, you split on me, you split on these when fans, I needed you. And now you want me to trust you and love you? You're good. He, basically what MJF is telling Punk is you're going to fuck us all over again. Yeah. And, and, and he also told the story of being a, a kid that was not favored in his school that he got bullied and picked on. And he used what we all love, pro wrestling, to be the crutch to keep him from being depressed, to keep him from feeling down. And then Punk said, you know what? The hell with this. Took him, I'm gone. I'm out of here. He said, abandon. He used the word abandon as how he felt. So I I, you know, we said it at the beginning. We're weekly winner. If you're not first. You're last. You're last. The two and WWE Wednesday. Hall of Famers picked Dynamite this week. Both picked Dynamite. And that's your weekly winner. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever heard of achievephobia? Do you know what that means? No, I'm not. I got a GED. I don't. All right. It means the fear of success. And that is you to a T. You're terrified to make it to the top. You're terrified to make it to the mountain, the level, the mountain that I live on. Because if you did, you would fall instantly right off the other side. And you know it. Wow. Stiff. Wow. I thought he was going to break out Icarus flying too close to the sun. Like, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of people that suffer from uh, not understanding success. And when they get it, they self-toxify the situation and they end up bricking themselves.
How many times have we seen somebody rise to prominence? They get to the top. They get to the mountaintop, and they completely say, you know, I just don't belong here. I'm going to do everything I can to tarnish myself. They just, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of the Jimmy Snooker story? Mm-hmm. Like Snooker made it to the top, but he just wasn't. He couldn't stay there because it yeah. just you know it was too much for him. Yep. So I un- I understand what what you're saying just based on thinking about Snooker when he was on top of the WWE and they just they couldn't put him all the way to the top because every time he got there it seemed like he shied away from it. Yeah, um, just like. I'm not going to the building, brother. Back to the hotel. Back to the hotel, brother. We got to make one stop, and I got to pick something up, brother. Not today, brother. Not today. today. They asked one time in ECW, they were interviewing Jimmy. He was getting shot at the World Heavyweight Championship, and they said, Jimmy, you know, uh, this week in the ECW arena, you know, you're wrestling for the ECW Championship. And Jimmy cuts his promo like, and I always tell, I always do the impression for Tamina because she loves it. And he's like, you know, brother, when the volcano explodes, that's when you know that the volcano exploded. And that was the pro, like, what does that have to do? With the championship, but it was Jimmy Snooker. So I was like, oh, my God, that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, Jimmy, you're the best. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let's, let's get into Eddie and Jericho. Once again, much like MJF and Punk, the reality of what things were being said. Chris Jericho probably right now in the entire business, you know, biggest star, done the most other than Brock. And, and, and yeah. some would say has done and Randy. more. Okay. Yeah. Brock, Randy, Jericho, you know, he's up there. He's just Jericho's top of the mountain. As he top said in mountain. the promo, as he said, Eddie, a career indie wrestler who got a shot at Cody for the, uh, what was it? The TV championship at the time. Yeah. Had a good match with Cody. Cut a promo afterwards, kissed a little ass, got a job. We're talking about the top of the mountain. We're talking about the bottom of the mountain. And now they're going to meet in the middle of a ring. You break down this in ring for me. What you thought? Let's go back and forth on this one. Well, first off, like. um, Chris let Eddie know about greatness that you should pay homage because I am arguably the greatest wrestler in the world wrestling today. My statistics and stats speak for themselves. He said, I am the mountain top. And that level of greatness, he didn't say it the way that I would have said it, creates pressure and what we say about pressure pressure busts pipes he is made out of a material that is not on the periodic table eddie this kind of pressure you'll bust you'll break you'll leak 
Like he really went at him. And he even went so far as to say that because you come from failure, that's all you know. It's not your fault. And Eddie did not fold up. He came back at Chris. The one thing that I said that I, I would have I would have interjected was you had your one mentioning my father. You had your one mentioning my uncle. The next time that you mention anybody, my family, there is nowhere you can live on this planet where you'll be safe. Missed opportunity so be, right there. Let's let's be careful. And you make it about me. Yeah, I failed. And he said it. I failed. But he's successful now. And now is all that matters. And he told him, you think you know, but you don't. You're an entertainer. I'm a fighter, not just in wrestling, but in life. He fighting stuff that Chris never was exposed to. That's why he said, you don't even know what you're dealing with. You, never, you don't know what I've had to do to survive and what I'm willing to do to stay a success. <laughs> Chris had to look at him and, and, and regroup. But they, they both made little puns on, you know, us being down the street from Stanford, which I thought was very entertaining. Um, they, they did a hell of a job with the promo. Uh, you said, Bully, that there was something about Eddie that you didn't think was up to par. What what was what was that 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 you would have liked to seen different or you think that he kind of botched? No botch. I just think that one of his lines fell very flat, and he needed to come back over the top of Jericho when Eddie said the only reason you main evented all of those shows is because I wasn't there. I mean that's not true. Eddie Kings Eddie Kingston's not main eventing shows that Chris Jericho was on. It just, it just the reality. So I wouldn't have, and if you, and if you listen to the I, crowd, I can see that. yeah, if you listen they, to the crowd, that one, it fell flat. It and, fell flat. And yeah. when you're in there, are, no, you didn't think it fell flat? No, no, no. I'm a hundred percent. Oh 100%. yeah. And when, when you're in there with a Chris, Eddie had to go after here, watch this. Eddie had to go after Chris. Like Chris went after Rocky the night he debuted. Hmm. Yep. You can't walk out of that ring allowing Jericho to be one up on you. You have to be one up because Jericho is hitting him with such truths. There's no, like, if I'm a fan, I can't boo Chris. He's telling the truth. Chris is like, I did this. I did this. I did this. And when he says, oh, Eddie, you know, I heard that Eddie, Eddie Kingston was coming in. I was like, who? I thought they were talking about Eddie Edwards. It's kind of legit. 
bro, you know how it is when we're in yeah. our world of like the WWE or when you're, you know, when you're, you're riding high and you hear these names, basically somebody comes up to you in a locker room and go, Hey, you hear about this kid, you know, so-and-so. And you're like, we're like, who? No, I, I, I've never heard of him. Who? Oh, do you mean where, this where guy? Where is he from? No. And you need, you want a backstory. Yeah. And what Jericho is saying, this is Eddie, you don't realize something. You're a career indie guy. Nobody knows who you are. You should be thanking Tony and Cody and kissing the ground that they walked on that you got that opportunity night one. Now, make no mistake, Eddie has done wonders with that opportunity. Eddie, to me, can be the biggest baby face in that company, same level as Mox. But once again, not on TV every single week. When he is on TV, always knocks it out of the park. Eddie is a talker and a fighter. I don't need to see Eddie wrestle. I don't want to see Eddie wrestle. Eddie's about fists. Yeah. And he don't have to look like, he don't have to look like Adonis. No. Like that was the thing that I- He looks more like Adrian Adonis. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very nice play on words, sir. I I applaud you. (laughs) Sex and and wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever heard of achievephobia? Do you know what that means? No, I'm not. I got a GED. I don't. All right. It means the fear of success. And that is you to a T. You're terrified to make it to the top. You're terrified to make it to the mountain, the level, the mountain that I live on. Because if you did, you would fall instantly right off the other side. And you know it. Wow. Stiff. Wow. I thought he was going to break out Icarus flying too close to the sun. Like, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of people that suffer from uh, not understanding success. And when they get it, they self-toxify the situation and they end up bricking themselves. How many times have we seen somebody rise to prominence? They get to the top. They get to the mountaintop, and they completely say, you know, I just don't belong here. I'm going to do everything I can to tarnish myself. They just, isn't, that kinda, isn't that kind of the Jimmy Snooker story? Mm-hmm. Like Snooker made it to the top, but he just wasn't. He couldn't stay there because it yeah. just, you know, it was too much for him. Yep. So I un- I understand what what you're saying just based on thinking about Snooker when he was on top of the WWE and they just they couldn't put him all the way to the top because every time he got there it seemed like he shied away from it. Yeah, um, just like I'm not going to the building, brother. Back to the hotel. Back to the hotel, brother. We gotta make I, I, one stop and I gotta pick something up, brother. Not today, brother. Not today. Not today. They asked one time in ECW, they were interviewing Jimmy. He was getting shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. And they said, Jimmy, you know, uh, this week in the ECW arena, you know, you're wrestling for the ECW championship. And Jimmy cuts his promo like, and I always tell, I always do the impression for Tamina because she loves it. And he's like, you know, brother, when the volcano explodes, that's when you know that the volcano exploded and that was the pro like (laughs) 
what okay. does that have to do with the championship? But it was Jimmy Snuka. So I was like, oh, my God, that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, Jimmy, you're the best. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let's, let's get into Eddie and Jericho. Once again, much like MJF and Punk, the reality of what things were being said. Chris Jericho probably right now in the entire business, you know, biggest star done the most other than Brock. And, and, and yeah. some would say has done and more. Randy. Okay. Yeah. Brock, Randy, Jericho, you know, he's up there. He's just Jericho's top of the mountain. As he top said in the mountain. promo, as he said, Eddie, a career indie wrestler who got a shot at Cody for the, uh, what was it? The TV championship at the time. Yeah. Had a good match with Cody. Cut a promo afterwards. Kissed a little ass. Got a job. We're talking about the top of the mountain. We're talking about the bottom of the mountain. And now they're going to meet in the middle of a ring. You break down this in-ring for me. What you thought. Let's go back and forth on this one. Well, first off, like, um, Chris let Eddie know about greatness. That you should pay homage because I am arguably the greatest wrestler in the world wrestling today. My statistics and stats speak for themselves. He said, I am the mountain top. And that level of greatness, he didn't say it the way that I would have said it, creates pressure. And what we say about pressure, pressure busts pipes. He is made out of a material that is not on the periodic table. Eddie, this kind of pressure you'll bust, you'll break, you'll leak. Like he really went at him and he even went so far as to say that because you come from failure, that's all you know. It's not your fault. And Eddie did not fold up. He came back at Chris. The one thing that I said that I, I would have I would have interjected was you had your one. Mentioning my father. You had your one mentioning my uncle. The next time that you mention anybody, my family. There is nowhere you can live on this planet where you'll be safe. Missed opportunity so be, right there. Let's let's be careful. And you make it about me. Yeah, I failed. And he said it. I failed. But he's successful now. And now is all that matters. And he told him. You think you know, but you don't. You're an entertainer. I'm a fighter. Not just in wrestling, but in life. He fighting stuff that 
Chris never was exposed to. That's why he said, you don't even know what you're dealing with. You never, you don't know what I've had to do to survive and what I'm willing to do to stay a success. <laughs> Chris had to look at him and, and, and regroup. But they, they both made little puns on, you know, us being down the street from Stanford, which I thought was very entertaining. Um, they, they did a hell of a job with the promo. Uh, you said, Bully, that there was something about Eddie that you didn't think was up to par. What what was what was that 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 you would have liked to seen different or you think that he kind of botched? No botch. I just think that one of his lines fell very flat, and he needed to come back over the top of Jericho. When Eddie said, "The only reason you main evented all of those shows is because I wasn't there." I mean, that's not true. Eddie Kings Eddie Kingston's not main eventing shows that Chris Jericho was on. It just, it just the reality. So I wouldn't have. And if you, and if you listen to the I, crowd, I can see that. Yeah, if you listen they, to the crowd, that one, it fell flat. It fell flat. Yeah. And when you're in there, I, no, you didn't think it fell flat. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a hundred percent. Oh, yeah. And when, when you're in there with the Chris, that. Eddie had to go after. Here, watch this. Eddie had to go after Chris, like Chris went after Rocky the night he debuted. Hmm. Yep. You can't walk out of that ring allowing Jericho to be one up on you. You have to be one up because Jericho is hitting him with such truths. There's no, like, if I'm a fan, I can't boo Chris. He's telling the truth. Chris is like, I did this. I did this. I did this. And when he says, oh, you know, I heard that Eddie, Eddie Kingston was coming in. I was like, who? I thought they were talking about Eddie Edwards. That's kind of legit. Bro, you know how it is when we're in yeah. our world of like the WWE or when you're, you know, when you're you're riding high and you hear these names, basically somebody comes up to you in a locker room and go, hey, you hear about this kid, you know, so-and-so. And you're like, we're like, who? No, I, I, I've never heard of him. Who? Oh, do you mean where, this where guy? Where is he from? No. And you need, you want a backstory. Yeah. And what Jericho is saying, this is, Eddie, you don't realize something. You're a career indie guy. Nobody knows who you are. You should be thanking Tony and Cody and kissing the ground that they walked on that you got that opportunity night one. Now, make no mistake, Eddie has done wonders with that opportunity. Eddie, to me, can be the biggest baby face in that company, same level as Mox. But once again, not on TV every single week. When he is on TV, always knocks it out of the park. Eddie is a talker and a fighter. I don't need to see Eddie wrestle. I don't want to see Eddie wrestle. Eddie's about fists. Yeah. Fun, and he don't have to his... look like, he don't have to look like Adonis. No. Like no. that was the thing that I, no, he I, looks I'm more like Adrian of... Adonis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very nice play on words, sir. I, I applaud you. <laughs> hey guys, Conan O'Brien here to tell you about some of the stranger things we've been doing recently on my podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Recently, we had an episode where I uh, sat down with some of the writers that I worked with on Conan O'Brien Must Go. 
That's my uh, travel show on Max. And we talked about everything that goes into those shows uh, and a lot of very insane anecdotes from our travels and adventures. There's another episode you might want to check out where I discuss with my physician, Dr. Arroyo, about my experience on Hot Ones. We talk about my near-death experience and his uh, complete inability to help me because he may or may not be a real doctor. That's just some of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, and if you feel up to it, check it out. So catch up on all things I've been up to on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.